Welcome to The Little Red Bandwagon, the twice-weekly podcast about the Reddit-famous podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. I'm your host, Christy, in Everett, Washington, and today, for the special clip show edition, I'm flanked by my road dog, Anne. Hello, Anne. Hey, Christy. How are you today? I am doing very well. How about you? I'm good. I'm a little road ragey, actually, after listening to this show, or listening oh, to really? these clips. <laughs> yes. Mm. So today, wonderful Anne has gone through the archives and pulled out some clips about road rage and angry driving. I'm very excited for this show. <laughs> well, both our boys have had some problems yes. with managing their anger on the road. <laughs> yes, and this is a great show, I guarantee. And there's not much that we need to do a trigger warning about on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do we have any must discuss? I don't know that we do. I don't think we do. I don't think we do. How was your honeymoon? It was lovely. Uh, I didn't get sunburned Mm -hmm. or drink too much. And the flight was great. (laughs) Wow. Did you get an, an exit row? Um, no, I didn't do the upgrade to exit row. Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Exit roads don't mean anything to me. Yeah, practice your life hacking better before the next time you... I did get a special life hack suitcase in which I carry on and take up all of the overhead space. (laughs) Life hack. (laughs) And make sure that you put it kind of six or seven rows further up the plane than when where you're seated. So that when the people up there get on, they won't have anywhere to put their back. I always do that. Uh, Just as soon as I get in, throw it wherever I want to, just randomly. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, actually, I get really angry. I I am with Genevieve on this. Like, there is certain rules. There's actual literal written rules on on giant signs, usually told to you in an overhead way and just – known, take your laptops out, take your liquids out, take your shoes off, take your coat off. Those are the rules. Everyone should know them by now. If you don't know them because you don't travel much, they are conveniently written all over every 10 feet in the line. So do it. Don't get there and say, I can't take my giant bottle of water. Who knew? You did. You knew. Okay. Don't try to get around it. Don't because you are stopping everyone else. From that two seconds, yes, throw it away in the giant garbage can filled with water bottles right there that you can see. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I get very angry. I hate when people do that, just drop their bags off. I hate when people stand up too soon because where are you going to go? Or they Mm -hmm. push themselves to the front just to stand in line closer to the gate. What are you going to do? Sit on the plane for half an hour. Yep. Okay. And I don't understand why people are in such a rush to get on the plane oh, these no. days. I mean, you want to spend an extra half hour with your knees shoved up against the back of the seat? <laughs> I want to wait till the last possible second. Yes. I mean, I understand that people are worried about finding space for their bags now, yeah. but it's not the worst thing if they take it from you and, and check it at the gate. At least you don't have to pay for I it. I know. That's the amazing. That's the life hack. Is mm-hmm. getting someone else to carry your bag and then give it, deliver it to you when you exit. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to roll that thing down the aisles. Yes, I'm with you, Anne. All right. So do you want to talk a little bit about the inspiration for the show? Well, as usual, it was me just randomly looking for something else and coming across a clip and going, oh, that would make a fun clip show. <laughs> And um, road rage has long been a topic 
on TBTL as Luke has some um, problems with anger and aggression. And Luke um, is very sort of forthright about those, all of the, the fights and things that he's gotten in over his life. But Andrew is the one who's surprising. Yes. With all of this, because he's so sort of gentle and kind and just a nice, decent person that to think about him getting behind the wheel and being like, it's very strange. Yeah, that is, it is, it was weird. I can't wait to hear these clips. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to start as we do by thanking the archivists. This is your episode, guys. Um, The clips were brought to us by, oh boy, Jen Vincigera. I'm sorry, Jen. Yeah, Doing sorry. my best. Vinchigera. Uh, somebody who just put the initials AP. So if your initials are AP, you can take credit for this and I won't know. Christy, you might know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Ooh, I should have looked it up. Sorry. Yeah, they can remain a person <laughs> yeah. of mystery. And then also our friend Corey Plucker, who has been on an interview show for us and was a great guest. Yes. So thank you very much, Jen and Corey and AP? the mysterious AP. <laughs> Adrian Peterson? It has to be. There's no other explanation. No, it has to be. He loves TBTL and he loves the archive. <laughs> and he loves some other things that we don't want to talk about. Right. <laughs> that I stopped myself twice saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's head into the first clip. Okay. Uh, and this is an oldie but a goodie. This is the one that um, is from Radio Days. And oh, no, it's not from Radio Days. It's just after a few months after we became a podcast. Yeah, I but think Jen she's is calling here. in, right? Yes. And um, they are doing the start of an awesome, not awesome segment where Jen wants to talk about people giving the middle finger. And that leads Luke into a story of an incident that he had. And let's take a listen. Um, we uh, start off with uh, a, a story. I mean, is there any way that this story, uh, Jennifer, the idea of giving people the finger, the topic of giving people the finger, can it be anything other than not awesome? Come on! Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just, it's a kind of a coarse, uh, a kind of unfortunate, unfortunate way to behave. Not that I am uh, above it all the time. I have deployed the middle finger on occasion, but it seems like the middle finger is kind of sweeping the news right now. Uh, I'm holding a story from the Associated Press about a, a man in Clackamas, Oregon, who, uh, his name is Robert Ekis, and uh, he's got this really exciting new um, ritual where every time he sees a police officer, he flips them off, and uh, they keep pulling him over going, what up, dude? And he keeps saying it's his First Amendment right. And then they uh, will usually, uh, you know, give him some kind of citation. And then he usually gets out of it. Now he is suing the uh, local police department for detaining him over middle fingerage because he says it's his First Amendment right. Jen, you've seen some other middle fingers in the news, right? Right. Um, a golfer, Ian Powder, maybe? Poulter? Mm-hmm. Anyway, a golfer um, flipped off a group that were booing him on the on the course, and then uh, the and then uh, Coach uh, Ryan from the New York Jets, he just got fined for doing it. Yeah, Rex Ryan, and then, sure. And then um, the big one is Senator uh, Bunning from Kentucky flipped off an ABC News producer. Um, <laughs> and so it's all of a sudden this whole big issue, and which I think it's not awesome that grown-ups... Come are, on! Just 
having actual discussions about it. Yeah. But it, it totally, I mean, I, I don't have any question that it's, you know, your constitutional, if you want to flip people off, you know, whatever. I just think it's ridiculous that grownups are so involved in this, you know, wanting the right to flip people off. Because don't we all agree that flipping somebody off, you are, it does mean F you, right? Yeah, there's no like, there's not, it's not one of those things that's kind of moved away from its original intent. It does mean F you still. There's no, it doesn't mean, hey buddy, what are you doing? <laughs> like it's not, there's not a, there's not a lesser, you know, lesser message being sent. It means F you. Well, and I was thinking about it because, um, I was actually thinking about it in context of the N word because when the whole, um, uh, oh, I can't believe I can't forget, remember his name. The, the guy that, um, said the hose. Oh, nappy headed hose, Don Imus. Don Imus. When that whole thing went on and Oprah had like a round table with, uh, you know, guys from Def Jam and stuff and they were all talking about how amongst their, their brotherhood using the N word is actually kind of, it's a joke and it's loving and it, you know, it's not what, what white people think it is anymore in yeah. that context. And they were having this whole conversation. Cause I was thinking about when I have ever flipped somebody off and, and it's always been like in joking. Like if Jason and I are having this in depth conversation about feminism and then he says, I just want you to obey. Right. And then, you know, I'll flip him off. Right. It's like totally in love and joking, but right. I've never actually flipped somebody off an actual altercation, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're basically saying F you to that person. Yeah, I did it like two days ago. To who? A guy who cut me off in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was driving back from Portland, and I really had to pee because I've been drinking a lot of club soda. I'll tell you what, you could eat off of my urethra <laughs> or whatever, whatever the pathway is that pee goes down because... I, that club soda is running a train on my whole urinary tract in a good way. Um, I am peeing like 10 times a day. So we're sitting in the world's most epic traffic. There was a crash that had happened in Tacoma and from Fort Lewis, this doesn't mean anything if you're listening outside of the Seattle area, but, but from very far before we get to real Tacoma, we were just sitting in totally standstill traffic and a couple of things happened. One, I, I, I was really upset and I had to really had to pee, but I didn't want to pull over. I just wanted to get home. And then also I became very mad at the person who was in the crash and I started kind of hoping that they were at least injured. This is awful, I know. <gasps> but I was so mad at them because I was sitting in traffic for almost two hours. I was like, you better have a good GD re-. Like, I get this weird thing when I have to sit in traffic that long, which is like, okay, you better be hurt. When I get to the front of this, you better be injured. Because, like, if you are just got a flat tire and you decided you were going to deal with that in, like, the middle lane of traffic, I know that's awful. I, re- I recognize it makes me a bad person, Jennifer, okay? I'm not – I have no – I cannot defend that in any way, but this, this show is about honesty, Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, honestly, that was one of the motion, emotions I had. <laughs> and then uh, the other one was I became very uh, grumpy at the other people around me because I was not jumping around in the lanes. I, I hate it when people do that. I understand the impulse, but it's like I'm a believer that, you know, you, when you jump around and try to avoid the traffic, you usually end up – you always end up getting there when everyone else gets there, but you make everyone else's life a hassle. So I'm in my lane listening to NPR I'm crossing my legs so that I don't wee in my pants, uh, driving uh, along I-5. And this guy, and it didn't help that he was in like a total monster truck that was like up like nine feet off the ground with like, it was like he was driving Grave Digger. Um, 
which is a monster truck. You probably don't know that, Jennifer, because you're not a fan <laughs> of the sport like I am. I was just racking like every reference I know, like Gravedigger, Gravedigger, Gravedigger. Gravedigger, okay. one of the uh, <laughs> most famous monster trucks of all time. So okay. Grave, it was like driving Gravedigger. And it was this thing where he just got this kind of moment in his head where he was like, like it wasn't like his lane was, the, our lane was going way faster than his lane. In fact, what had happened was his lane had done the thing where they went ahead of us, and now our lane was catching up. But he saw our lane moving, and he was like, Gravedigger out. And he just gunned it. Like, he, he gunned it and pulled, seriously, about six inches in front of me. Just And he was like driving Gravedigger, so he's like, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, well, what I'm going to do about it is I'm going to give you the finger. And then, so I gave him the finger. And then he gave me the finger back, and then we just kind of drove that way for about a minute. <laughs> just like it, it was like when Gandalf the Grey and the and Sauron are fighting. <laughs> is Sauron a person, or is that just the name for the eye? <laughs> Saruman is who you're thinking of. Yeah, the uh, Christopher Lee. Yeah, Saruman. So it's like we were just like, and I was of course Gandalf. I was the good guy. <laughs> And we were just like battling middle fingers. And then it was kind of stupid because it was like I wasn't even mad anymore and he didn't really care because he had some Leonard Skinner to listen to or whatever. And then we just stopped. But I did think for a moment, I was like, you know, what if he decides to back Gravedigger up over Space Car? Because that could happen. Uh, what if he pulls over and gets out? And what if he has a gun rack in there? It looked like the kind of car there might be a gun rack in. And I was like, this is stupid. So then I kind of backed it off. And then I was driving, but I was like monitoring him. I was in a different lane later and I was like looking for him, making sure that, you know, he wasn't chasing me down the freeway. Um, so I, I'm not happy to say that I used it recently. You know what, Jennifer? Because, because of what you've said and, and, and because I think you're right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna officially retire the middle finger from my repertoire. Well, I'm glad to hear that, but mostly I'm glad to hear it because I I think that you sometimes kind of bruise for a fight. (laughs) Sometimes? And it (laughs) concerns me. How long have you known me? Sometimes? (laughs) I mean, it really, you could, somebody could get hurt. Look, here's my theory, okay? I was sharing this with some people the other night at the Lake City Bar and Grill. A lot of people... Now, in that case, that guy cut me off. I could have just said no big deal, and probably that would have been the wise thing to do. Just like when I was at the Mandarin Gate, and I got in that fight in the parking lot, and the guy was being, I think, a jerk to me, and said, keep walking, after he had been a total jerk to me. I should have just kept walking. There's the obvious thing to do, but here's my point. That's what everyone does. So if someone's going around stepping on everyone all the time, most people's response is, look, it's not worth it. And that person gets to continue in that jerkish behavior a kind of in perpetuity, unless someone is like, hey, wait a minute, that's not cool. You can't just say mean things to someone and then tell them, keep walking, when the person didn't do anything to you. Or you can't just like roar out in front of someone, almost hit them, and then just keep grave diggering along. Like, I want to create a negative association for people with jerkish behavior. And so, I mean, is it officially my job? Probably not. And does it make way more sense for me just to let it go? Yes, totally. But I also feel like sometimes people need to know that what they're doing is probably not cool. You also make a good point, actually, about being in a car, because in a car, you can't have a dialogue with somebody. You can't hit them. You can Literally, it's kind of the only way that you can communicate your behavior is not acceptable. I could have given them a little beep. Like, By like a beep. doing unacceptable behavior yourself. Well, yeah. And you know what the other thing, Jen? I will say this. Since I've been off the booze juice... Uh, I, with the exception of that flipping off of that guy in the car, since I've been off the booze juice, I've had like about a hundred percent decrease in my altercations. 
it's insane i realized that like like i played in this poker tournament i told you uh, i think i mentioned like right when i first kind of got off booze um and uh i had like these there was like three people at the poker tournament who i've had arguments with before during other poker tournaments and this time i was like not arguing with anyone because i was like oh i'm actually grasping what people are saying to me and i'm not taking it the wrong way i'm not getting offended over nothing i'm not trying to you know wheedle them in some way like my the level of what a d-bag i am it drops off precipitously when you take alcohol out of the equation which is like you know kind of a sobering no pun intended kind of a sobering realization for me but it's great news for me because I can <laughs> dip into my Luke Burbank Shondatory bail money fund that I have set aside. Yes, exactly. That's now, maybe I can spend that on myself. That's back on the table. Uh, so, how many people have you flipped off in traffic? Traffic. I don't think anyone that isn't my friend. You know, you'll do the like <laughs> you're driving two separate cars and you're driving, then you do the wave, and then you're trying to like be funny and you'll do the flip off or whatever. But. um yeah, kind of like what Jen talks about with Jason, as you're being yes. funny or sarcastic, but never, I don't think I ever have out of anger a stranger. Mm-hmm. How about you? No, never. I, I've always been very aware. Well, first of all, I've always been aware that driving is a really, really dangerous thing. It seems like a lot of yes. people don't understand that, no. that you're... Uh, steering a, a, a multi-ton vehicle down the road. Yeah. And so I am hesitant to, to play games while yeah, in the car. No. But then I'm also so non-confrontational that I don't want to get into it with anybody, sure. especially all the stories that you hear these days. Oh, no. People are crazy. Mm-hmm. They have guns. They have giant cars that could crash into yours. <laughs> because if you're flipping them off and they're driving erratically – Mm-hmm. they are not right in the head and they'll do whatever. Nope. I Once on the highway, I saw, I'm sure I have no indication that it was any kind of road rage incident, but I saw the aftermath of an accident where it was a Hummer that hit a little, oh God, it was like a, a VW bug, I think. <sighs> and that, it was crushed. That's sad. And so I am not messing around with anybody else on the road. No. So <laughs> there's so much I need to say about this. Um, first of all, <laughs> flipping off cops being your First Amendment right, is that really something you want to be known for? They are going to court and it could just like escalate to, I mean, th- this is your life. This is like your legacy that you're passing down. Right. Uh, and I think he may be a little confused about the First Amendment. Right. <laughs> As people often are, in that it is not your First Amendment right to say anything to anybody at any no. time and not suffer any consequences. Right. <laughs> Just means that the government can't put you in jail for saying what you think. Right. But if you are um, messing with the cops, well, do that at your own peril, right, man. Right, because they will find a busted taillight or anything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know this guy's white, right? I mean, because he would have been oh, shot yeah. by now. I yeah. Mean- <laughs> no black person would ever no, do that. Come on. What an idiot. Um, Luke's comment that he's drinking so much club soda that he you could eat off of his urethra or whatever the pee comes out of. <laughs> I don't ever want to think about that again. 
<laughs> yeah, that comment is unnecessarily graphic. Why am I eating off of <laughs> his body parts? Why did he think of that? <laughs> it was a pretty funny comment. I mean, I'm not going to say that traffic doesn't make me angry, but the process of it eating up my life is what mm-hmm. makes me angry. But there's no one to flip off because of that. Right. Yeah, nobody's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Well, hopefully not very often. Right. But. I mean, I, I have seen people that I don't know if they, it's it's maybe is in Seattle that people just don't know how to drive. They're in the fast lane and they're going like 40. Is it because they're scared of the freeway? They're not used to driving on the freeway so fast. They're texting. Mm. They're eating. They're shaving. They're doing a number of other things. But that's causing traffic. Yeah, I have some um, rural family uh, from out in Wisconsin, and they're dairy farmers, and they almost never come to the Twin Cities. But my dad was in the hospital once, so his brother, the dairy farmer, was going to come and see him. And he was so nervous about driving in the cities. (laughs) And I mean, it's a metro area, but it's not like Minneapolis is... San Francisco right. or apparently Seattle yeah. from what I hear. <laughs> but he was just really afraid and nervous to do that. So I can understand, but you still know the traffic laws, right? You know, to stay on the right if you're slower traffic. Um, people here don't. That's actually no? like a known thing. Everyone just drives in whatever lane. Hmm. It's, it's really. How are Seattle people at the zipper merge? Okay, like everyone should know that that's what you do. And for the most part, people do it, but there's always that jerk. And Mm -hmm. you know what makes me more mad is when people throw up their hands like they've done something wrong. And then you had to stop yourself from because you had to protect your car and your life. And then they throw up their hands at you like you did something wrong. That makes me more mad than a flip off. Mm hmm. I have a super weird thing where I start to feel guilty about the zipper merge because Minnesota drivers are very considerate. Mm -hmm. We, and if there's a merge, everybody wants to merge right away Mm -hmm. and get over and be in the lane and not be congested up at the front. So I follow the rule and I just go all the way to the front Mm -hmm. and then merge in. And I know I'm doing the right thing, but I feel really guilty. Because I'm going in front of all these other people. No, you shouldn't. We have that problem, too. People say that Seattle people just sit at a four-way stop and say, no, you go, no, you go, no, you go, no, you (laughs) And I've I've done the um, directing where I pull up to a four-way stop and I'll point at a car like, no, it's your turn. Then you, then you, then me. And I just like keep doing it like, no, yours goes fine. And then you have the thing where then three people start going because they don't know whose turn is like, Mm -hmm. it's so ridiculous that and we are notorious for always stopping at walk at don't walk. Like there will be no travel. It'll be a one way street. No one is in there. It's 10 o'clock at night and we're all just stopped. (laughs) There's actually, um, we can probably find video of it after the Super Bowl. People would just like pour it out into the streets and there's big parties and still you would see these crowds of people walking and celebrating and they're still stopping at the don't don't walk signs. Oh, that's awesome. And then merging onto like a big mob or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so Seattle's gracious that way, but the traffic is has gotten 
pretty out of hand. And things that make me the most mad, the jumping lanes, like Luke, which got him in to the altercation yeah. with the grave digger. Um, jumping lanes is terrible. The, the people just need to be patient. It's that lane's going to move some, and then this lane's going to move some, and that's how it works. What really bothers me is the person that tries to merge into traffic at the last possible second with the lane that's ending. And so Mm -hmm. what I will do is move my car physically so that they can't do that. (laughs) So I'm sticking out from the line. And so that to be able to get into the, to be able to snake, because I call those people the snakes, they would have Mm -hmm. to drive into the shoulder and around me. And then they've like been a double asshole. So they usually don't do it, oh, but that's me. You're like the the um, volunteer road police. Yes. <laughs> like, and then I just won't look because I feel bad. Mm-hmm. So I, I do it because I'm like, ah, don't be a jerk. But then I'm like, look down, look down. Don't don't make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Like, don't look in the mirror. But just stop being a jerk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody, just stop being a jerk. Yeah. Simple as that. Uh, another thing that I loved is. Luke often tries to use Lord of the Rings analogies and fails every single time. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's like when, um, oh, what did he say? It's like with the Sauron. Wait, the Sauron's a person, right? <laughs> and like, it's so funny because first he does it all the time. And secondly, his family are so obsessed with Lord of the Rings and he just has like this, um, shirt tail or like coattail knowledge mm-hmm. of it and never knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I wonder if he like tries to bro down with David <laughs> on his his loader right. knowledge. <laughs> David, please let us know if that happens. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Burbank, David Burbank. Yep. <laughs> now the thing that Luke said in this clip that I was like, oh, I hate to admit it, but it's true, is that when he's in traffic that's due to an accident, he's always like. You better be hurt. <laughs> Whoever caused this better really have an injury from this. Yeah. And I c- kind of feel the same way. I get annoyed when I sit in the backup forever and ever and ever. And by the time I get up to the front, like they've cleared the accident mm-hmm. and the tow trucks are gone. I'm like, God damn, I didn't even get to see what was going on. Right. After all that. If you're going to inconvenience me this way and then... It's just a fender bender. I'm pissed. Right. Or just like someone that, that actually makes me the most mad is when it's someone with a flat tire and people have slowed down and stopped to look at it. Yes. It's, it's, it's just so annoying. Uh, that, that is a very Minnesota thing is the spectator. Yes. Especially coming from the other direction. Oh. So. It's just a, a gawker slowdown and someone from Wisconsin was talking to me about that and she's like there is no such thing as a gawker slowdown in wisconsin because we know that the cops are occupied there so we're just like yes and that's how it should be just like sorry about your tire peace out and go as fast as you can (laughs) but if everyone is stopped looking at it in front of you that causes Mm -hmm. the morning backup yep i did one time see uh there was a horrible accident uh, in the northwest sort of exurbs when I was uh, coming back from working at my second job 
at our facility out there. And luckily I was going the other direction from what the accident was in, but it was one of those where they had to fly in the chopper with the surgeon on it because the accident was so bad. They were going to have to do like cut them out, cut the person out of the vehicle or whatever, Mm -hmm. do surgery right there. And the whole like five lanes of traffic was just dead stopped. It was like four 30 on a Tuesday. And I was like, oh, thank God I'm going the other way. Yeah, that would be terrible. And I got to see the um, the helicopter taking off from the highway. It was cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Mm, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I don't remember. That was on the news. I can't remember if that person lived or died. It's terrible. I, I uh, live probably without traffic. I could get to work right now from my house in about 40 minutes. Sometimes that commute takes me two hours. Oh, no, Christy, that's it's awful. It's such a hit or miss. And that's why I take the bus, because the bus has special lanes. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just, you can't rely on anything. No. It's so ridiculous. Traffic is the worst. I would say the longest it ever takes me is if it's uh, in the winter and we have a horrible, horrible snowfall, it'll take me 30 minutes to get in. Otherwise, I can do it in 18. Oh, that must be nice. If it snows here, the whole city shuts down. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we do have some pretty steep hills, which do make it basically you can't go anywhere. Right. And I would guess that it doesn't get that much below freezing there. So you oh, have a lot of no. freeze and melt and freeze and melt. And that right. could make it really interesting. Yeah. It becomes black ice everywhere. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. Yeah. Okay, so our next clip is about Andrew having some road rage on his scootabout. So let's listen to that one. Um, Andrew Walsh, you also had some transportation uh, trouble earlier today, which is amazing to me because you are, A, a very non-confrontational scooter driver, which I think (laughs) is redundant. It's a scootabout. I scoot about I would love to see a confrontational scooter driver. (laughs) Well, today... You might have seen one if you were on 2nd Avenue. So I was here setting all this up because Sean was Facebooking. And, uh, right. <laughs> just Burn. Kidding, just kidding. Um, Burn. And so I was on the scootabout and I decided, uh, it was, it was time to just head home quickly and take a shower before I, I came back here. So I leave here at like what? 4.30, the, the height of rush hour. Second Avenue is packed. You're watching uh, the the traffic lights change, cycle, cycle, and you're hardly moving at all. At one point, I got to get over to the left lane. I I got to get over the left lane. Just trust me, it, it had to happen. So I I move in front of a truck. There's plenty of room. It's fine. But the truck, it's a big truck. It's not a it's not an 18 wheeler. Like but a Subaru Brat or something. No, no. It's bigger than it's definitely a Kia. Yeah. Uh, no, it, you know I I don't know. Maybe maybe it was an 18 wheeler or some sort of a. <laughs> Again, funny to six people here. <laughs> it was a pretty big truck. And it turns out that the driver of the truck was, um, well, I guess high strung is the word, because I, I, I pulled in front of him, and all of a sudden he lays on the horn. And, you know, that's fine. So I just kind of waved. And it was either a kind of an FU wave or a, maybe it was kind of a ha-ha, you know. Thank you for was the. It like thank, a, was it, it a Colombo wave? That's it kind was, of what you're doing. Was, I said, eh, just one more thing. Uh, 
you know, either way, it was a friendly Seattle wave. Just take it for what it is. Guy leans out of his car. Again, it's pretty quiet because traffic isn't moving. And he starts screaming at me. I mean, he's swearing. He's saying very hurtful things about my intelligence. And so I just... um well, I turned around and I blew him a kiss, sort of, because, I mean, that's kind of how I engage. Yeah. Because you have this quick calculation, right? You're like, well, I could flick him off, but that's what he wants. Like, he's he's starting a fight with me, so what do you do instead of flicking somebody off? You blow him a kiss. And I should have just left it there, honestly. I think you've, you've said enough at that point, weirdly and <laughs> I gave him something to think about, to be you really sure. Did. Actually, yeah. the best thing would have been if you would have, like, parked your Honda Elite, put the kickstand out. Walked back over to the truck, knocked on the door. He opened it. You step up on the thing, and then you kiss him. <laughs> that would – oh, get back God. Scooter and leave. He would never stop fucking thinking about that. Oh, God. I wish I had done that. the rest of his days. I wish I had done that. But I end up getting over kind of another lane to the left, and he pulls up a little bit. And at this point, I guess I'm just feeling a little antagonistic, which isn't – like you say, it's not really my personality type. But you've also pointed out that road rage – is a curious thing, right? The people who are the most probably repressed and polite in life get on their scoot about and they become yeah. a different person. They yeah. start blowing kisses to yeah. people who hate them and stuff like that. So I kind of get over the other lane and I slow down a little bit so that he can pull up next to me and then I'm, now I'm having a conversation with him. And, and so is obviously asymmetrical warfare because he's in a oh big rig and you're on a Honda. Oh fleet. my God. Yeah. So he's like, towering above me in this thing. I'm in my tiny little scoot about, and uh, I kind of wave to him again. He's like, I, could, I should fucking crush that thing or something along those lines, which he could he could have done uh, physically. It wouldn't have been within his rights, but he could have done it. <laughs> um, and, and then, and so I said to him the most passive-aggressive I thing I could say was, that wouldn't be within your rights. <laughs> no, what I said was incredibly Seattle passive-aggressive. I said, you seem like an Incredibly nice man. How are things going at home? <laughs> what did he do? Well, he didn't answer. <laughs> Suddenly, it was more important just to drive the truck instead of engage with me any further. Pretended to talk on his iPhone. I really felt like I won. I don't know. Yeah. I just felt like yeah. I won. Thank That's you. Good. That's good. Okay, so this situation makes me very anxious. Andrew mm-hmm. on a scootabout with zero protection versus a giant truck. Mm-hmm. This can only turn out bad. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, a good outcome is Andrew is not dead. Yes. He lived to tell the story. This, but this traffic that he's talking about is oppressive. Um, it seemed it happened in March. I remember this live show. Um, this was in the basement of a theater. Um, and this is kind of late in the year or early in the year for traffic. We usually have it starting in October through January where you will sit in the downtown core, which is only probably a mile long. You'll sit there for 90 minutes. Ugh. Just waiting through these lights, and you just sit there and just get more angry and angry and more anxious and anxious. I just sleep on the bus, so it's not too bad unless I have something afterwards. But I just padded in that I'm not going to get home till eight o'clock. Mm. It's it's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, this this made me very anxious. What what did you think about it? Yeah, this is what I was saying about Andrew having more anger than you would give him credit for, <laughs> given that his normal 
sort of persona. And it's kind of aggressive. I mean, it's not even he talks about being passive aggressive. And there is that part. But it's really aggressive aggressive for part of it. Oh, for sure. The blowing the kiss. Mm-hmm. And then how how are things going at home? <laughs> That's so dangerous with the out of protection of a car. That guy could have yep. gotten out and just beat him right there. Yeah, well, that guy could have opened his truck door and slammed it into Andrew. Oh, for sure. That so someone this guy could have ripped his underwear going back. He could have gotten out, <laughs> thrown him in a cage, and ripped his underwear. Ripped his underwear. <laughs> It's it's I know that this is a thing in San Francisco where pe- cars hate bi- bikers. And because the traffic's mm-hmm. so bad, a lot of people walk and ride their bikes. And it's a thing to open your car door and hit bikers. That's awful. It's terrible. People are the worst. And mm-hmm. I just imagine that could have happened to Andrew. And Andrew's got speed. You know, right. he's I mean, got he an actual engine. Right. <laughs> going. I don't know how fast the scootabout goes. They've talked about that, right? I can't remember. It can't go on the highway. I think it can only go 35. Right. But I'm sure it can go faster. Oh, yeah. Didn't it? someone sent in an email about how you could make some modifications yeah, life so that it would go faster? <laughs> yeah, that seems real safe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, worst case, he could have zipped through cars, which would, you know, he probably would have been killed a different way. But this mm-hmm. is just so crazy. I do have a cousin that does this. And he's in his car, though. If someone honks and flips him off, he just waves or blows kisses or smiles at him and says, have a good day. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of killing somebody with kindness, except it's not really kindness. No, if someone is so angry that they're laying on the horn and screaming at you, you don't joke around. You do not right. joke around with them. And I think that we should always um, take a moment to inventory our own actions and our own mm. behavior. I mean, it could be that that person is just a complete nut job who's giving you the finger. But also, you know, maybe you cut that a little close. Yes. I mean, may- maybe Luke should think a little bit about how close he was to Gravedigger or yes. – Andrew should just, you know, not to say that they're wrong, but let's everybody, let's all check our behavior on this stuff. Yeah. It's so easy I, to get defensive. It is. And and then what did that solve? Like nothing. And I mm-hmm. loved when he said um, it, the, 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 the trucker could have run over him. It wouldn't have been within his rights, but he could have done it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for telling us our rights. <laughs> That's on the driving test. Yes, it goes It goes back to the first one of, yes, you can flip off all the cops you want. It's within mm-hmm. your rights, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this a stand you want to make? Is this the hill you want to die on, literally? Right. Well, and the worst part is, the worst is when you, is that they then had to sit there next to each other. Because the <laughs> no. trucker decided to be the bigger person. And stop answering him when he said, how are things going at home? And then they just mm-hmm. had to sit through probably three to four more lights. Just awkwardly oh God, sitting next to each other. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anger never pays, kids. No, but it feels good it for does. like five seconds. It does. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next clip. 
Yes, this is another Andrew road rage story. I think this is probably the best one and the one that he tells in the most detail. And it shows us that his road rage issues are not a new thing, that they go all the way back to his college days. And now we're all familiar with the town of Medina because of it. So let's take a listen. Yeah, it's weird. We take things personally, right? It's the same thing happens yeah. to me. You know, I have, my example is always on the road. I mean, I guess your example is kind of a road story as well or a parking lot story. But, yeah, it, it makes no sense. Like, I can sit here calmly and tell you right now that if I drive by and somebody gives me the finger or something like that, that's stupid who gives it crap. Like, that's a person who God knows what's going on in that person's life. It has nothing to do with me. It, it has nothing to do with me at all. But I see that and I just see red. You know, or somebody, somebody cuts me off and you just, you're just like, how dare you? And I know I've said it before on the show because it's kind of like, how dare you just think that you're, you can be so selfish as just to move over into my lane and oh, make me hit my brakes without even turning on your signal or even asking, you know what I mean? Right. And it's just like, and it's just ridiculous. And of course it's not about that. It's about all my other hangups in life and other probably things that I have not confronted people about or whatever it is, but you just see it and you just, you just take it personally. And, and you, just what do you attribute though in your life? And we're just blowing off the entire show at this point, it would appear. What do you see in your life or what do you, the fact that it never for you got physical, what do you attribute that to? Scaredy catness. Really though, because what I mean is like, there's a point when somebody, even if somebody tends to be maybe nervous, you're so one is so mad that that kind of stuff goes out the window that happens for people, but that isn't something that ever happened for you. Like even when you're the most mad or when you were a teenager and you were the most mad you ever were that there was still a stronger voice inside that was like, if I go try to rain blows down upon this person, they'll, they might beat me up. Yeah. I'm just scared. Like I'm not a person who can engage people um, physically. Let me tell you this story. This is a good TBTL story. Um, (laughs) I'm surprised. Yeah, I know I haven't told this before. I'm surprised I haven't, although it is, of course, incredibly embarrassing, but it's a kind of your prototypical Walsh story here. So this would have been when I was in college, but it must have been summertime or it might have been during the one semester I took off of college where I was working for my dad. And so I lived with my parents in a town called Medina, which is in Medina County. Um, And I was driving to work into Cleveland, working for my dad, living with my parents, um, and I was probably driving my minivan and I know I was, as a matter of fact, I remember distinctly and somebody cut me off. Now this is back when I had road rage, but I didn't even realize how ugly or stupid it was. You know, I was a young kid. I was like 19 years old or something. And, um, I didn't even realize, I didn't even try to keep myself in check. I was just like, whatever. Like, and I'm not a rageful person all the time, but for some reason, like I would get road rage and somebody cut me off. Right. It's a, I was dry. It's about a. I'm going to say a 40 to 50 minute drive, maybe 40 minute drive from where I worked in Cleveland to my parents' house in Medina. I'm driving home in shitty rush hour traffic on 71. In 71, uh, you're on it for a really long time and it, it narrows down to two lanes for a while and it's always a shit show and it's always just like grounds down to a halt or there's like a pile of garbage on the side of the road and so it's just everybody's just stopped because of that. And, uh, and I remember somebody cut me off. Some guy in a, I don't remember, a car or a truck just like just totally cut me off in a pretty aggressive, bad way. And I was horrible. I was just horribly upset by this. I just laid on my horn forever. And then I rode his ass 
so close, so dangerous. I'm like riding his ass. You know, I'm punishing him, I guess, in my head. I'm like punishing this guy by riding his bumper, which is just stupid. It's so ridiculous. And I'm riding, I'm riding it forever. And then I, that's right. And then he's changing lanes and stuff, but I'm sticking to him. Like now it's just like my job to quote unquote punish this guy all the way home. I'm just filled with rage. And then anybody who suffered from road rage knows this feeling. He gets off the highway and often people will think for a second, maybe I should just get off the highway and fuck with him some more. And, uh, most thinking people don't do that, but I did. And so now I follow this guy off the highway. By the way, <laughs> and, this this and ends. You don't have, and just, you don't have a plan. Like you, you, even in this moment, are, are you thinking, "Well, I'm just gonna like keep. Bu- I'm gonna keep just bugging him and letting him know what he did wasn't cool." Or did you actually think like, "Well, and then when he pulls into an Arby's, I'm gonna get out and uh, I might actually get a big Montana." But then when I'm done with that, I'm gonna like I'm gonna pull this guy out of his car. Like, what was your end game? No, of course not. I don't know how to fight. I don't have a fighting bone in my body. I'm an annoying, like, road rager. So, like, I'm just thinking, all right, I'll just follow him for, like, maybe around the block, and then I'll turn off. But whoever this person is, it'll just give him a, you know, if I haven't fucked with him enough yet, it'll just give him one more opportunity to be like, oh, no, this guy's following me. Like, this guy doesn't know that it's dumb, fat Andy in the car behind him. Who knows? I could be a real scary person, right? So I'm like, it's basically playing mind games, but very dangerous mind games. And I want everybody to know that I tell this story very filled with embarrassment. I know this is portraying me as an ugly, ugly person, and it wasn't an ugly thing to do. It's horrible. Kids don't do this. Now, if he um, could have, if he, as he was trying to merge, if he could have caught a glimpse of the back of your car, he would have seen that you had a Donovan and the Truth About Cats and Dogs bumper sticker. <laughs> right. So you, exactly. you, it was, you were zero threat, but he, he didn't know that because he was, of course, in front of you. Of course, tellingly, he would have also seen a bumper sticker that said, visualize using your turn signal. Right. Which would have probably, um, you know, just stopped a lot of this earlier on before things got ugly. But anyway, yeah, so I follow him off the highway. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I'll just follow him right off the highway and then I'll turn around really quickly. So he pulls into a gas station that has a, like a little tiny mini car wash way in the back of the lot. I'm like, all right, well, I got to, this is dumb. I got to turn around and get back on the highway anyway. Well, all right, I'll just turn around in the same parking lot that he's turning around in. That'll be my one last, like, kind of F you, just like, that'll make yeah. you nervous. Now I'm pulling into the parking lot. Who is this crazy guy behind you? Are you in the course, minivan? It's just me. Yeah, I'm in the minivan. Okay. And um, and so I turn into the lot, but then, of course, I don't actually... And then he drives kind of past the pumps, and he goes all the way back to where the, like, uh, where the little mini car wash thing is, and he... And he stays uh, back there. He he goes out of sight. I can't see where he goes. So he kind of goes behind the little car wash. So I'm like, okay, I've had my anger fun. This is so embarrassing. This is so hard to tell. So anyway, so then I, I turn. Then I use the parking lot just to turn around. And now I'm just trying to turn right into traffic. But the traffic is like three lanes on one side of the road of just like packed traffic. And I can't turn out. And yeah. now... I'm stuck trying to turn right into packed traffic, and I'm looking in my rearview mirror thinking, boy, I hope his car doesn't show up. And then his car drives out from the back of the car wash, and I realize, "Uh uh-oh, now this car is behind me, and I don't have anywhere I can go because I'm blocked in by traffic. And then his car pulls up behind mine, and it stops. 
Then I'm like, please don't get out of the car. Please don't get out of the car. And he gets out of the car. And he's a guy who's a bit older than me, clearly in good shape. I'm just clearly, just in a second, could kick my ass. So like, he's like no in his, like, it. you said a little older than me, like he's in like late 20s? I'm going to say he's in, I mean, he just seemed like an adult to me, and I still felt yeah. like a kid. So I'm going to say he was like in his 30s or 40s. I think he had a mustache. Just oh, like a geez. working man. Yeah, right? And uh, and I'm like, I can't believe I've gotten myself into this. What have I done? Because I'm so non-confrontational. I'm just a ridiculous idiot road rager. But I can't actually confront people. So then I'm like, I don't know what to do. So he comes up. He gets out of his car and he comes up to my window. And so I drop my... I, I, this is how stupid I am. I drop my hand down to my side. I think, well, maybe he'll think I have a gun. Jeff, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. I drop my hand down like, kind of to the side, but I roll down the window as well. And it wasn't automatic window, so I must have actually had to roll it down. So I roll down my window a little way, and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, what do you... What what are, you, what are you talking about? What do you what do you mean? He's like you've been riding my ass. You've been you've been following me. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I said, I, I'm just looking for Medina. Oh, do you know oh, where that's Medina so is? You intentionally you know, it's mispronounced not, it. Was the wussiest thing. Yeah, I did. I remember very specifically like mispronouncing it. As that's if this so guy would smart. think. I can't believe you thought this of guy that would in think, the moment. That's like that's genius. But it's so pathetic. Like, this guy's going to think, oh, he wasn't riding my ass ever since I cut him off five miles ago, changing lanes every time I change lanes, following me off the turnpike, or the or the highway, rather. And then, oh, he's just looking from Medina, and he's not from around here. Like, that would actually diffuse it. I mean, you're right. I, I was sure kind of proud this of that. Guy, I am, Andrew, when this guy tells that story, and I'm sure he still does... I think the story from him is, I think this guy's following me. I get out of my car. I confront him. He's just looking for Medina. I don't think so. He did look, I think it was just enough to disarm him. He just looked confused and also disgusted at the same time. I think he realized this guy's just a wuss. And then he just like shook his head and got back in his van and the traffic cleared up and I pulled back pulled back out. I mean, that is so ugly. Like, that is the, that is probably, looking back, that's probably the most embarrassing story I've told on this show. And I've told Sausage for Lunch, you know? Like, but, I've told well, a lot of embarrassing stories. I don't know. But, like, I that mean, what did you do that was so to... bad? You tailgated a guy, and then you, you know, didn't want to fight him. That's not a terrible story. It's just so ugly. I mean, it just, the reason I tell it is because I think it really underscores just how ugly and pointless and disgusting road rage is. And then you pair it up with the fact that, like, people like me who have all this road rage, but really it's just like, a, but at the end of the day, I'm just a big wuss anyway. It's just like, it was just a combination of everything that is wrong with me or certainly was wrong with me at that time. Um, I have to say, though, man, like, intentionally mispronouncing the city is just. That is so quick. I love that that's your takeaway. <laughs> I'm so impressed. Like, that's so, that's such, a, that's like this, I just can't believe you thought of that in the moment. Like, I would have never thought of that. Because, uh, by the way, for all of my, I'm talking about my kind of physically confrontational nature, at that age, like at age 19, if like an adult guy came up to me, I would have just folded like a, you know, mm-hmm. like a, like a cheap. I don't know Ford Fiero. That's a 1980s automotive joke. Um, 
people say fold like a cheap suit, but I mean, do cheap suits fold well? Because that seems great. I want to get a cheap suit. One of the hardest things for me is figuring out how to fold suits when I'm traveling. Maybe it means it wrink. Maybe they mean fold as in wrinkle. Oh yeah, like like in the bad way or something. Anyway, I would have absolutely like I would have, I would have um, probably done the same thing, but not even had the presence of mind to make up the Medina thing. I would have just probably kept like rolled my wind like left my window up with the door locked and like stared forward, which would be actually worse. So yeah, I, I, don't beat trembling. yourself up too much. Um, All right. I'm sure some guy with a mustache will do that soon enough. Yeah, exactly. It's funny to think, though, the, the, the only thing that's redeemable about that song is I am 37 now. It's probably like 19. Like, that is going on 20 years ago now. I like to think that I've learned some lessons since then, that I'm not exactly the same guy. Uh, the first thing that I want to say is that I am not sure why the X-Files theme is playing underneath <laughs> this clip. <laughs> I meant to go back and listen further back and see how that started, but I didn't. So it's just an interesting musical accompaniment yes. to it. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to say, I think that the purse, the archivist is Anne Plummer. Ah. So shout out to you if that is the person that did it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Please take credit, Anne. We Anne's have to take as, exactly. as much credit as we can. Uh, so... My favorite part in this clip is when Luke is asking Andrew why he never gets physical in confrontations. Because as we know, Luke always, always takes right. it to He's physical talent. He's notorious for saying that headbutting is the best way to end a fight. <laughs> yes. Start and end a fight. <laughs> so so Luke says, why have you not never gotten physical? And Andrew says, scaredy catness, <laughs> which is just so great. It is. And Luke can't understand that there, there is no point where he just loses physical control. Right. Cause that obviously has to be a Luke thing where it's just he, he snaps and Andrew doesn't have that snap, at least not from, from a physical standpoint. I mean, he might shout at the bartender, yeah. this whole thing was awful, <laughs> but he's never going to punch anybody out. Right. Cause he, yeah, he he has that stop. He has the stopper in his mind that says, okay, dial it back, Walsh. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I do love, I think that Andrew's um, upcoming memoir should be called Looking for Medina. <laughs> <laughs> right? That is so good. <laughs> it explains so much of his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is very interesting um, about – I mean, we all have somebody cut us off, mm -hmm. but apparently this was just an especially egregious case. But Andrew feels that he needed to punish this guy. Yeah. And that's what this whole thing springs from, the tailgating, following, and the changing lanes when he changed lanes. And then to follow him off the highway, that is – I mean, the whole thing was dumb, but that's where he really sort of turns the corner into crazy town with this. Yeah. And, and just the fact that he knows it's embarrassing and pathetic and really is so embarrassed by telling the story, but Luke loves it. I know. <laughs> Luke is like, you're so smart. I wish I was as smart as you. <laughs> and 
I could totally see. I would never follow someone because that's just, I, I just couldn't because I'd be so embarrassed and that mm-hmm. my mind just never goes there. But I would totally do what Luke did and just stare straight ahead. Yes. I don't know. I, I think I would talk maybe, but I'm not sure. It's so hard to know what I would do because I would never get yeah. into this situation. <laughs> For sure. So do you think that Andrew's a genius like Luke did that the whole I'm looking for Medina? I mean, well, that is just pretty the, like, good. Drop right? the gun. I'm looking. Yes. Just the fact that he thought of it like that quickly. For mm-hmm. sure. I wish that I, I would have thought like that. I, I probably would have just because it's especially if it was he said it was some big guy who. <laughs> But he had mustache, so that's scary. <laughs> I think as a woman, I don't know if the guy would have approached. I think he would have gotten out of the car, seen who I was, and just, like, shook his head and got back in. Um, mm. But if he would have come, I would have said, I'm just lost. I'm a dumb lady. I don't know how to drive. Like, <laughs> gotten, out, gotten out of it that way. I mean, I don't know. Hey, if being a lady makes it harder for so many things, then we ought to be able to use, to use the stereotypes to make it easier right. sometimes, right? Yeah, I mean, I've never gotten out of a ticket, but I'll try. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew does think that this is the most embarrassing story he's ever told on TBTL. And I have to say, I think I agree with him. Because a lot of the other stories are kind of pathetic yeah. from when he's a kid. Or things that happen to him. Yeah. And this one, he's an adult and he takes some actions that are, are unsafe and pretty jerkish. Yeah. But as you say, it's a really positive thing that he's feels so embarrassed by it now. Yeah. I mean, if he was telling this story like, oh, there's this jerk and he's still upset about it and like, if I could get my hands on him, you know, or like, mm-hmm. I wish I had headbutted him or something, then yeah, that's, that's terrible. But he learned from it. As soon as that guy stopped and got out of his car, he's like, this is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Let's hurry and make my mind decide what I'm going to do. <laughs> Can you imagine that roller coaster of emotions? Like you're filled with this righteous fury and then finally you're like, ah, oh, okay, I've had my fun. And as you're going to leave, like, the guy turns the tables on you and that whole shift, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So what would have actually happened to me is that I would literally be lost because I'm always lost. I I get lost, like, in my own neighborhood. It's so bad. That's why I rely so much on ways. Um, So what would happen to me is probably someone would have cut me off and I would have been mad. And then I ended up accidentally following them. And then, like, this whole thing happened because I was lost. Like, I really would have been lost. (laughs) Yeah, you were just trying to find Medina. Yeah, but I probably wouldn't have rolled down my window. I probably would have, like, dialed 911 and, like, shown the guy, like, leave me alone. I'm scared. (laughs) I probably would have pulled out into traffic, to tell you the truth. Or pulled out your gun. I would have been like, right turn, right turn, right turn, right now. Yeah, that's another thing is I would have, um, yeah, done done something like erratic move, like three-point turnaround crazy to get out of this situation. Like, oh, yeah, my man, like, waved as I <laughs> – or I've watched a lot of cops shows, you know, where they're doing a police chase where as soon as the cop gets out of the car, the, the car stops, 
that's on the run, and the cop gets out to go arrest them or something, and then they take off again. Yes. <laughs> that's what I would have done. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the good strategy yes, there. always. That, I think I would be really good in a car chase. Because <laughs> I probably would do a lot of stuff that OJ did, like drive a little too slow, they don't understand what's mm-hmm. going on, go mm-hmm. down neighborhoods, get lost, like three-point turnarounds, like <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> It'd be the safest car chase ever. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's do the last clip <laughs> in which Luke goes... This is probably one... I can't say it's his most embarrassing story um, because there's a lot, but this is his most embarrassing modern-day story, recent story. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the clip for that. Here's what makes me crazy. When I feel like somebody else is telling me I did the wrong thing. Like when someone's judging me. So this is what happened. Um, we're, uh, Carrie and I are in the car and it's kind of trafficy. And we get to this point where this woman, so we're going whatever direction we're going in. And there's a woman who is trying to make a left turn from the middle lane. So she's trying to basically make a left turn in front of us. And the traffic is kind of stopped. So there's sort of enough room for me to let her through but I didn't actually see what she was doing. And so I, my car got, my car got a little too far ahead to where it became a little bit tight for her to make this left turn. And then I stopped, I hit the brakes and I was trying to help her. Like as soon as I realized what was the situation, you were like, Oh, 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 oh hey, sure. I should on. probably leave room. Now I just realized it. And, and by the way, that's enough. just a nice guy moved by me because yeah. I could just sit there. I have right. the right of way, but I, I was like, Oh, so I stopped. So she's, I can tell kind of like she is. Not, doesn't want to try to make this left now because she's worried the front of her car is going to come too close to my car. And she, I can tell she's really frustrated. She's like a lady in her like forties or whatever. So then she just starts like gesturing me like, no, just come on. Just, just go. Just keep going. Like, and there was something about the way that she gestured to me to just keep going, which made me feel like she was really annoyed at me, even though I was just trying to be helpful. And like, I'm not the idiot here. And so what I did as I drove past her was, I plastered my face and hands to the window of my car, and I went, I'm so sorry. This must be so hard for you. And I stopped the car. I stopped the car, like, right parallel with her car and just, like, did this crazy dance in the window. I didn't roll the window down. I didn't flip her off. I just, like, channeled this angry, sad clown demon that was, like, what I thought her inner monologue was. And I just did that for like two minutes. And Nokia was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then we just drove on. How are you still married? I don't understand. How did that woman react? Did you get... She was looked shocked. (laughs) She looked genuinely like, is this guy getting out of the car? Right. Do you think she had any idea what you were conveying? None at all. She just thought I lost my ever-loving mind. But it was like... If she would have been speeding, I wouldn't have been mad. If she would have, like, if when people go around me, I'm not one of those people. When someone jackrabbits me, I don't go try to jackrabbit them. Like, mm-hmm. cool, you want to drive faster than me? You know, go with God. Mm-hmm. It's just this thing where I feel like somebody is, if somebody judges me, or I feel somebody's judging me in some certain way, it just, cr- I, I don't know what happened. I mean, if I was, if, if I was talking to Lisa Weinberg, my therapist, she would say, that makes you feel like, <laughs> in, on some level, your life is in danger, on like a very primal level mm-hmm. that you don't understand. Because for some reason, I had to do this insane dance 
<laughs> facial expression <laughs> light show for this one. Oh, my God. So that God. was pretty Don Bassy. The reason I that I dragged you in here, Carrie yeah. Beth, is because I was wondering, do you remember a couple of days ago when we were driving and the car, I, I was driving and I got the car in a way that this woman couldn't make a left she wanted to. And then I started like doing like a, <laughs> where were we? Here, come here. What's your memory of that event? <laughs> I'm just thinking. I don't, I don't even remember where we were. What, what goes through your mind though when I have like a mini meltdown like that oh, where I'm like man. going to the woman like, I'm so sorry. It's the, or whatever. The worst. Are you going to be okay? I'm, like what goes through your mind? You can answer honestly. It stresses me out. Like I don't, I don't like it. Um, cause it's, it's so unnecessary. She was just like some 50 year old mom. That's like probably just a shitty driver. She wasn't trying to do anything. I don't think really, but it wasn't okay. that I thought she was doing a bad driving with that. She was judging me over my driving. Okay. So here's the thing is I think sometimes <laughs> you interpret what they're doing as some sort of a diss or they're trying to like, I thought she was just waving you through like, go ahead and go. But you thought she was like, Go ahead and go. Like, <laughs> and so then you're like, oh, oh, like, oh my God. And it's not really, the whole thing is not, I think what's happening in your mind is maybe not exactly what's happening in reality. You can't hear Andrew because you don't have the headphones on. But when I told this story, Andrew's response was, how are you, how are you still married? Do you have, do you have any uh, response to that? Well, <laughs> let's just say I, uh, pretty, Loyal person who doesn't give up easily. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping the answer was going to be there are fewer fish in the sea than you might expect. <laughs> Andrew was saying he was hoping that the answer was there were actually fewer fish in the sea than you think, so you're sort of stuck with me. But no, it's because you have a long-suffering, wonderful nature. Okay. Um, I need to see this angry, sad clown demon dance. <laughs> Don't we need to see it? I think Luke owes it to us. Uh, so I think we're kind of agreed, right, that all this road rage stuff has a certain, like a juvenile component to it. But this one is the most juvenile of all his road rage <laughs> stories. I have to say with the dancing and the faces. Oh gosh. That's why I need to see it. I don't imagine. I can't imagine like his face up against and he's like doing the thing and that the lady was like so scared. Like what is mm-hmm. happening? And the mocking voice. The mocking I'm voice. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Your life must be so hard. Like, <laughs> and can she even can she even hear what he's saying? I don't understand. No. I don't understand like him and also um, Andrews. Like, how are they talking to each other with the windows rolled up? Really, the only person who gets the full brunt of this is Carrie. Oh my gosh! And let's say that "How are you still married?" is one of the best lines that Andrews ever said. <laughs> And I'm sad that Carrie had to be told it like it lost its a little buffer there. Right, right. <laughs> and this, I believe, looking at the date, this is kind of early on to their marriage. Um, yeah. 2014. Yeah. Oh, oh Luke. <laughs> and I, I love it. I love that he called himself a Donbass. Remember when that was a thing? <laughs> yes. I wish we would go back to that. That was, that was pretty great. Yeah, but he has some good insight on this, you know, because he talks about that what's what flips this crazy switch is that when he feels that someone is judging him, 
which is something that he's talked about before. Right. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, therapy, therapy, yeah. therapy. No, it, and no one in traffic is judging you. They just want to get right. to where they want to as fast as they can, just like everybody else. And honestly, if they are judging you, what does it matter? They're not judging you, Luke Burbank. Right. They're judging some dude in a space car. Right. Unless you have a Trump sticker, I'm not thinking about you. <laughs> well, sometimes if it's one of those people that has like the 30 bumper stickers. Yeah, then I'm back all to of judging the Visualize world peace. Yeah. Or if you have a crazy amount of stick pick figure family members, oh. then I'm just mm. wondering what is happening in your life. Or there's one. So I um, used to collect those photos because I think that they're kind of ridiculous. And um, so people would send me the most crazy amounts of ones. And I got one that it was one lady, a lady stick figure, and there was 25 cats. <laughs> And I like to think that she was probably joking and that there's not 25 cats living in her house because I mm -hmm. never want to go there if that's the case. Um, but that's pretty funny and also weird. So I look at those, but I'm not judging mm -hmm. you. Um, well, now I, I have to get a clarification on the stick figure things. Mm -hmm. Is it better or worse when they're themed like the Star Wars ones or, or the Juggalo ones. Okay, so I'll tell you a little bit about this. It started with Adam Carolla. He said he made some joke, and I kind of ran with it, that so during World War II, when a U.S. pilot or allied pilot would shoot down a Nazi one, they would put a Nazi emblem on the outside of their plane to say, like, that's oh, a kill, okay. that's a kill. So what he, he made a joke of when you see those stick figures, it's that they've killed that many mm. people. Mm -hmm, sure. So mine is like when you see the Disney family, that that car drove through <laughs> Disneyland and murdered people. So the themes make it even more funny. Like, mm. oh, they killed some Star Wars characters at Comic-Con or, <laughs> or whatever. A million cats. Like, whenever I see ones that are a lot of animals, I want, I like make the joke of, you got to call PETA on this car. Like, mm -hmm. they're just animal murders. I, but I do have to say, so this has taken an intro of a rerun. And I have to say, I love Camaro Kev introducing these shows. No matter what. I the, He hasn't been on many. Mm -hmm. But I, I would really love to have him. When, whenever one of them takes off for a week or something. I think Andrew's going away for two weeks to Costa Rica. Oh, right. I, yeah. If Camaro Kev could sit in at least two of those days, I would love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's hilarious. Fun. Yeah. I mean, but are we going to talk about um, laser discs of like weird metal bands? <laughs> yeah. I don't need when he's I on? don't need any um, UFC or MMA fighting. I don't need laser discs. I don't need any Bon Jovi, but just be funny. <laughs> Except for in the parameters that I set, be funny. Right. <laughs> Dance for me, clown boy. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I really enjoy his mm -hmm. appearances. And I enjoy when Carrie makes an appearance on the show. Oh, me too. I mean, having her be on so seldom makes it very special when she comes around. But 
I do wish that we'd hear a little bit more from her because she's so level headed mm-hmm. and she always has such a good perspective on Luke's shenanigans. Right. Because Luke is what we would call an unreliable narrator, yes. right? <laughs> For sure. When he talks about all these things, how, how do we know what exactly is going on? He definitely, he, so he is retroactively honest though. Yes. But sometimes I'm like, if he would have told that story without her coming in, I would be like, mm, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he did that. Or maybe he just like did a face at the person. But with her, when he calls her in and is like, st- say what really happened. And she's like, mm-hmm. this, when he gets like this, it stresses me out and it's embarrassing. And <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. I just need her mm-hmm. to, to co-sign all of his stories. And somehow it's reassuring, too, when she comes in Mm -hmm. and talks about this stuff so openly. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yep, Uh, this this is going to work. She gets it. She gets him. Right. Yes. And I do. I really love it when he calls her Carrie Beth. I know. Me, too. Isn't that sweet? I love it. I love when he calls her by her whole name. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. But I do. I do have to say something through all these clips. And what I noticed is that. Andrew or Luke and Jen say flip off with a P mm-hmm. and Andrew says flick off. And I'm wondering if flick off is a Midwest. What do you say? I say flip off with a P. Yeah. Okay. So you do it right. Cause so then I looked up what it like, is it just a regional difference? And, um, I looked it up in Urban Dictionary, you know, the most reliable source to look right. up words. And it's, Our number one dictionary. <laughs> it says it's the incorrect version of flip off, which is ah. to stick someone's middle finger at someone to tell them, fuck you. And then um, let's see the it says the incorrect way. Um, person number one, I flicked off Bill today Two, you you. It's called flip off, you idiot. (laughs) So that clears that up. And I wonder if Andrew just messed up or is that the term that he uses? Again, more questions than answers. Mm -hmm. I feel like I need Mm -hmm. to email him. That's true. I'm sure he'd get right back to you on that. I'm sure, yeah. At least he doesn't have an auto signature. That's true. Maybe I'll just tag him in in a message and just put like, Dear Andrew, tagged, you're an idiot. You said flick off. I think you mean flip off. Here's the dictionary definition. Please explain yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, by In the, the way, page. this was a year and a half ago. Explain, <laughs> explain yourself, moron. Yourself, you idiot. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> this is like our version of road rage. Right. This internet rage. This page definitely gives me road rage sometimes. <laughs> Well, that's our whole model, right? Is is don't don't be a jerk. Right. Don't be a jerk. All right. Let's wrap this up um with housekeeping. Um do some archiving. We are currently mm-hmm. current with <laughs> So thank you very much. But we need people to be doing the current shows. If you'd like to take a random Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day, just let me know. And drop us a line at any of our 
um, places, littleredbandwagon.com, uh, on the Facebook, uh, tweet us, although I don't ever look at the Twitter, so that's probably <laughs> not the best way to get a hold It's of going us. into the void, is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, the void meaning Jeremy. <laughs> Oh, um, well, that's not too bad. Yeah, unless I have a really good tweet that I feel like I really need to send. And then Jeremy says, uh, stop doing that from the show. <laughs> and then always shows me how to do it from my own page. And I'm like, but this is so good. It needs to come from us. Okay. Um, so drop me a line at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com and I will set you up. Um, you can, oh, also to get involved with the show, we have stickers um, Amazon, go to littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. And, um, or you can also donate if you would like to, and you can call us at 802-432-TBTL or 802-432-8285. I just mixed Boom. all that in. <laughs> Power out. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You have to say it with Australian. Uh, I can't. I will sound terrible. <laughs> Power out. Oh, see, you got it. You got it. That sounded more German. <laughs> we'll practice. All right. All right. This has been a fun show. Do we think we got like some um, of our um, pent up aggressions out? I feel so. Or we just matter. I, I'm not looking forward to my drive tomorrow. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you once again for joining me. Thank you for having me on. Feel so lucky. Very much my pleasure. <laughs> All right. Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen. I had fun. I don't know if anyone else is going to like it, but I don't care. Nailed it.